Us photographers want to take beautiful photos that stop the scroll of potential clients, and I think we're all trying to outdo our last most impressive photo. And today, I'm going to help you create your next scroll-stopping image with these five easy tips. Hey, boudoir photographers, are you ready to be totally booked out with high-paying clients? I'm Tracy Lynn, and I went from side hustle photographer to running a million-dollar boudoir photography business, working just 30 hours a month. That's right, just 30 hours a month. On this podcast, I tell you how I did it and how you can too. And in this episode, we're talking about my five best tips to take your next scroll-stopping boudoir photo. We've all seen the photos that other photographers have posted, the ones that make you stop scrolling and just study it in awe. Are you thinking of a specific photo right now? I know that I am. I have a few in mind that I've seen over the years that I would definitely categorize as scroll stopping, the photos that stick with you for years and years after you've seen them. And as photographers, we're striving to create those photos to make other photographers and potential clients just stop in their tracks at how beautiful the image is. Over the years and after investing a lot of money in education with some of the best photographers in the world, I feel like I've been able to create a few of these scroll stopping images. And today I want to give you my five best tips to help you create your next image that wows your potential clients into booking a session with you as soon as possible. So let's dive in. My first tip is all about lighting. I really don't believe that there's anything more important than lighting in a photo. If you use your light correctly and then with the rest of the tips I'm about to give you, you do a decent job, you're going to have a really great photo. But if you get the other four tips in this episode right and you just totally flop with the lighting, your photo will absolutely not be scroll stopping. You have to know where the light is and then place your client in the lighting in a flattering way. Lighting is the single most important part of the entire photo. There's light and airy photographers out there. There's dark and moody photographers. Neither is right or wrong. That's definitely the preference of the photographer and the client who hires you. But the thing the best photographers have in common is that they know how to place their client in the best light possible and get the most flattering photo possible of that person. I follow a lot of photographers on Instagram and this is 100% my preference, but to me, boudoir photography is about the woman. If you have the woman's face in the photo, it needs to be well lit, either light the face well or crop her head out completely. That's my rule. I really don't think there's an in between here and I'm usually not this cut and dry about art, but this is definitely one of those things I'm taking a stance on. I've seen so many beautiful photos where the woman's face is just 100% in the shadows, but not intentionally. The rest of the photo is beautiful. If her face had just been well lit, the entire photo would have been gorgeous. Absolutely scroll stopping. But because her face wasn't well lit, it didn't have that next level effect to me. And besides her face, you also need to light her body well. For boudoir photographers, especially shadows and light should be used to accentuate curves. Light the booty and the chest well so that there's definition. This will help both look fuller. 
Side note, I've been watching One Tree Hill the past few weeks, and I'm constantly thinking about how not flattering those super low rise jeans were and how skinny everyone was. Oh my gosh, I seriously want to thank the Kardashians for making curves trendy. (laughs) Aside from that, let's simplify this tip about accentuating the curves with lights and shadows a little bit. What can you do right now to understand the light and how it falls on the body? Well, I want you to take your hand, put it right in front of your face, turn it slowly and watch the light and how it falls on your hand as you're moving your hand around. It doesn't matter where you are, inside, outside, nighttime with artificial light or daytime with natural window light. You can watch your hand move into the light or shadows as you move it around. Now move to another area. Do the same thing. Is it falling differently? There's a lot to understanding light, but seeing where it falls as you move is very important and the first step to really understanding how to light your boudoir clients. Maybe you're more advanced and you're like, Tracy, move on already. Sure, this might be something that you already know, but it's something that after almost 10 years in this business, I still do this regularly at my sessions to make sure the light is where I want it to be especially in my new studio where the light falls completely differently from my old studio. It's a really good tool to have in your arsenal when you think you might need it. Plus it's free and it's also one we sometimes forget about. Okay, let's move on to tip number two. This is one I think a lot of photographers either do really well or they don't do at all. You have to pose your clients from head to toe. That includes telling her what to do with her face. Unless your client is a full-time model, she is not going to know what to do whatsoever with her body or her face. She's trusting you, the professional boudoir photographer she hired, to tell her exactly what to do so she can have beautiful photos like the ones in your portfolio. Remember, that was the reason that she chose you. You have to help her so she can get those beautiful images she wants. One time at band camp. Okay, sorry, sorry. I couldn't resist. One time early in my career, I was working with a photographer who was photographing a woman who hadn't been a model or anything, just a regular woman like the rest of us. I was shadowing this photographer and assisting a little bit. And after posing the woman for a few minutes, the photographer said, okay, do your thing, girl. And I seriously remember those exact words, like where I was standing in my studio, everything. This woman was like, um, what, what thing? And me personally, I was like, Thank God that I am not the woman right now because I would be so freaking out and being so awkward if I was told to do my thing. If you know me, you know I'm pretty awkward in person anyway, but especially when I'm nervous. So the photographer was like, model. And this poor woman, she didn't know what the heck to do. So she just started moving around awkwardly. You have to remember our clients are not trying out for America's Next Top Model. They aren't even trying to be models. They're just regular women who want to look and feel beautiful in photos for themselves or for their significant others. That's it. We are the professionals and we have to make this happen for them. So let's break it down. How can you make sure that you're posing your clients well at every single session? There's a lot more to it than this, but let me simplify it as much as possible. First of all, you need to bend what bends. Every joint that bends, make sure it's bent. That means wrists, fingers, knees, no joint should be straight. Think about a pose like, actually, let me help you visualize it. If the woman was sitting on a chair and she has her legs out in front of her and her knees are bent, one is higher than the other because we're bending all joints, you know, and she has her hand on her thigh and her fingers are completely straight. Anyone who sees this photo will see 
they're going to be able to see the nerves from a mile away. Imagine, though, if she was sitting there relaxed in the pose and her fingers and her wrists were bent naturally. She's looking out the window with a soft smile. She would look way more relaxed yet sexy, right? Right. One more thing. S curves are sexy. Let me describe what I mean as best as I can. So let's say a woman is standing against a wall. Let's have her bend one knee, pop her hip, and her face should look the opposite way with her arms bent maybe in her hair or playing with her hair a little bit. Her arms, knee, and hip will be in the shape of an S. It's a bit hard to describe. So if you look at the episode notes, click the show notes. I will have photos on the blog attached to this episode so you can see exactly what I mean by this pose. But the most important thing to remember from this tip, bend what bends and S curves are sexy. Now, tip number three is all about outfits. Bottom line, brands don't really matter. Yes, they need to be certain fits, but I am not asking my clients to bring in a specific brand. Sure, Honey Burdette is really pretty. I would love to photograph Agent Provocateur. There's this one bodysuit that they have. I drool over every time I see it. But is it worth the extra hundreds of dollars the women would spend on a pair of underwear? Absolutely not. Honestly, I think sometimes Victoria's Secret is even a little bit too expensive. Me being selfish, I want the money that they would spend on lingerie to be spent with me on their boudoir photos. Instead of the $200 plus bodysuit that they brought, they could get a bigger album, you know, or even worse, the quote cheap $800 bodysuit they bought at Agent Provocateur. Let's just go ahead and put that $800 towards the biggest collection, you know? Funny story, I'm going to keep it really short. When we were in Vegas a couple of years ago, we walked into the Vegas store, the Egypt Provocateur store, and I was looking at lingerie and definitely getting looks from the employees like I couldn't afford it, most likely because I was already holding a Victoria's Secret bag where I loaded up on new bras and new underwear after their most recent sale. Anyway, I found a really cute bodysuit. And then I almost choked when I looked at the price. And then I was like, you know what, ladies, you're right. I can't afford this. And then I left faster than I walked in. Anyway, in photos, your clients are not going to be able to tell the high-end brands from what comes from Amazon. Even better, if you have enough followers on Instagram or Facebook, you can get an Amazon influencer store and make money off the outfits that your clients are buying. If you want to, you can actually take a look at mine. I linked it in the show notes already. So all I'm asking you is don't request these expensive outfits. Don't make your clients bring those. Let her spend her money with you. So what should you do right now with this information? Here's my recommendations. Make a list of, let's say, five to eight outfit types that you love photographing and where they can get them the cheapest. Then lay this out in an email that you can send to your clients so they know exactly what you recommend and make sure that they understand that they don't need to break the bank on each outfit because we want them to break the bank with you, of course. Okay, tip number four is a really important one. You have to make sure that she looks and feels amazing to get those scroll stopping photos. A nervous client isn't going to result in those photos that just stop you dead in your tracks, you know? Encouraging feedback is so important to get her comfortable in front of the camera. Make her feel special and gorgeous and like she's the most beautiful woman in the world. But just as important, you want her to feel comfortable with you really quickly. My past experience as a dental hygienist has helped me in more ways than one. I've told you guys before that my hygiene background really helps my mindset going into a session day. I'm totally prepared for a full day of sessions because I used to work a full schedule of dental patients five days a week, 50 weeks a year. 
I was trained for this kind of schedule. But another way it prepared me was to help me help patients get super comfortable really quickly. So now I'm able to help my boudoir clients get really comfortable with me really fast. I think this review from a recent client will help you understand what I mean. She said, like most women scheduling a shoot for the first time, I was a little nervous. My nerves disappeared as soon as I arrived at her studio and spent the first five minutes chatting with Tracy. She is beyond easy and fun to work with. She effortlessly knows how to make you shine for the camera and what angles work for your specific body. Can you hear how comfortable she was with me within five minutes of walking into the studio? By the way, this was the first time we'd spoken or met. What I want you to take away from this tip is to just make sure that you make them feel like your best friends when they walk into your studio. That's how you're going to effortlessly get those incredible photos you're wanting to create. Okay, tip number five might be a little bit touchy for some of you, but hear me out. You have to retouch. It can be subtle retouching, but you definitely have to retouch your photos. I'm about to say something and I want you to know that I'm saying this with love and kindness and because I want you to be the best boudoir photographer you can be. I know that you can make this a career and be so super successful. So please listen with an open mind to this tip. Those of you who retouch all your photos to make sure that they're perfect are probably like, okay, Tracy, what are you talking about? But the photographers who say they don't retouch because they want their clients to love who they are, you guys are the ones that I'm talking to right now. First of all, I want you to know that I understand where you're coming from and I absolutely respect what you're saying. I love the body positivity and the confidence you want to give your clients. That's truly what boudoir photography is all about. The thing is, the camera brings out every single flaw a woman has. Sure, lighting can help, but it's still going to show more flaws on camera than you would see in person. And that's exactly why retouching is non-negotiable. You have to do it. A beautifully retouched photo is one of those things that will stop the scroll. If you're not retouching because you don't know how to retouch, maybe that's something that you should consider investing in. If it's truly because you don't want to retouch because you want clients to love themselves, like I said, I understand but I want to ask you to open your mind to light retouching, some skin smoothing and cleaning up the photo a little bit. That is gonna take your work to the next level. Now, if you only get one thing from this episode, I wanna make sure that you understand that light makes the photos. You can have the most beautiful pose with the most beautiful outfits. The client feels absolutely beautiful and your retouching is flawless. But if the light isn't good, well, the entire photo is gonna be a flop in my opinion at least. Light is the key to a scroll-stopping photo. Everything else is just an enhancement. So now that you have these five tips that will help you create scroll-stopping boudoir photos, it's time to build a business that can more than support you and your family and your dreams. A business that can change your life while you change the lives of the women in your area. My free PDF will help you hit six figures in the next 12 months It is the first step to help you up-level your business, and it's called Five Targets to Spot Check in Your Boudoir Business so you can hit six figures with ease. I linked it in the show notes for you, so go download it right now if you're ready to build a business of your dreams. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Sustainable Freedom with Boudoir Photography. Please be sure to rate and follow so you never miss an episode. 
They drop every Thursday and they're always full of super actionable information for you to apply right now in your boudoir business. Until then, make your next shoot your best shoot.